what's going on guys it's bryce again welcome to another episode of the expedition to try podcast where i have no idea what i'm doing with my life and i'm assuming a lot of you don't either so we're gonna try and figure it out together uh sorry if i sound a little stuffy today i just got the covid booster and the flu shot at the same time so i'm going through it a little bit <laughs> but anyways we're here to introduce you to another musician i've been doing a lot of musicians lately and that's cool with me uh, his name's Dez, goes by Walkabout on his Spotify and everything. So, Dez, do you want to introduce yourself, say a little about who you are? Yeah, of course. Um, I am uh, I go by Walkabout. It's my artist name. Bryce, thanks for having me on. I'm really happy to be here. You know, I'm happy to talk. I'm from Philadelphia initially. I live in Los Angeles. Um, just turned 22, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been releasing music under Walkabout for a couple years now, and... Uh, just kind of living the dream not much not much else about it <laughs> so what's your background with uh school did you go to college i went to college for a little bit uh still on the fence a little bit about what i want to do with the whole college thing but i went to uh usc university of southern california um and i was studying music production and loved it loved the school uh, sometimes school's tough for me. It's never really been my thing, never been the thing I've been best at. So I'm just, it's a little battle to decide if I can make it to, to get back. I'm currently taking uh, some semesters off and trying to figure my life out a little bit with the whole school thing. But yeah. So a lot of people tend to stick it out when it comes to college. Like me mm -hmm. personally, I went in ready to study biology sure. and then decided I no longer wanted to pursue it, but mm -hmm. I did still finish my degree um even though i knew i wasn't gonna probably use it for like a lab scenario or any job so right. what made you uh decide to leave school since mm -hmm. a lot of people don't tend to do that uh it was a, definitely a little couple a couple reasons um you know the covid thing was going on uh you know it was probably um the semester when we all got sent home for for covid that I kind of had these thoughts of, do I need school? Is it practical for me to do school? Um, you know, is the cost worth the outcome? And uh, I was enjoying my time off with, with COVID and not doing school. And I realized the positive impact that I had on my, you know, creativity with making music. Um, and it's it just, that's, that's kind of like a big thing that played into it. Um, and that's kind of where I ended up here. Very cool. So let's, to get into your music a little bit, uh -huh. we'll go all the way back. What's yeah. kind of like the, the process you went through from like first memories of music up to deciding you want to kind of pursue it a little bit and like choosing your, the name walkabout and mm -hmm. like where you're at now, what was that whole story? That's a great, it's a great question. It's so fun to uh, kind of reminisce about it. I think the first first memories of music would be my parents just and my whole family is always playing music in the house and my dad being uh an incredible just like has an incredible music ear and loves great music so he was always like playing great music throughout us growing up you know like stones beatles led zeppelin tom petty just it was always playing in the house always playing when we're driving in the car uh, and it was very important to him that we knew, always knew what we were listening to and the stories behind what we were listening to. So he would always tell us about the artists, stories behind the songs. And that was growing up. And I, I mean, that gave me a love for music. But, you know, early on, I never really played an instrument or anything. I just loved music. And I would like go on iTunes and I would make playlists and burn them on CDs so I could listen to them in the car when my mom drove me to school. And I would find songs that I love and play them a hundred times and just, you know, <laughs> rewind and rewind and rewind and try to always find the song that I love. Um, so that was kind of like early. And then uh, I just, my parents knew that I had that love for music and I definitely felt connected to music, but never thought of it as, you know, maybe I should go try to play music. And then um, I think I was in fifth grade and I got, uh, I, my parents got me guitar lessons. Um, so I did that for a couple weeks, didn't stick, wasn't really getting it. Uh, it wasn't, I was just like, I guess this isn't for me. Um, and so I stopped after a couple of weeks and then, uh, you know, I went a couple of years and in seventh grade in middle school, 
we had to take a uh, guitar class for one of our uh, like semesters. So I took a guitar class and uh, that's kind of when it first connected that I could maybe be a musician because I was like doing the guitar class. There's 13 of us all playing guitar, learning from our teacher, Mr. Liga. Uh, and he, he and I connected, but I just was doing better than everybody else in the class. Uh, and I would like learn something in class, go home, pick up the guitar we had laying around my house and then play it. And then I was learning my own things at home. And like, it just started this chain reaction of like, literally from then on, I like literally that class in middle school made me just addicted to playing guitar. <laughs> um, and, you know, throughout the years, you know, I got more lessons and I did uh, more things just to learn it. So guitar was kind of the first thing for me, probably just like, I was like addicted. I still am addicted to playing guitar. You know, I still play like a couple hours a day. It's like the, it's like all I think about, I'll sometimes be at a party and like, want to leave the party just so I can go like sit in my room by myself <laughs> and play guitar. Um, but anyway, so to go back to just, I think my, like the idea of me being a musician kind of has like two parallel paths because mm -hmm. I think a lot about, you know, my guitar playing and my musicality growing, but I also think about uh, me being like a DJ and an electronic musician and like uh, making EDM kind of music. Um, and how that kind of started was, I think I was 11 or 12 and I've, I have two older brothers and one of my brothers showed me a video of Tomorrowland, like the music festival when mm -hmm. I was like 11 years old. And I thought it was the coolest thing. It was just like all these good looking people just in this like pit, like dancing with a DJ, like with his hand up. I thought it was the coolest thing. Um, and I thought I was like, that seems cool. I think I want to be a DJ. And that was at like the same time that I was learning how to play guitar at school. So one time, around that same time, I was 11 or 12, I was going to my middle school dance. Uh, and my older brother drove me to the dance, Brendan, he drove me to the dance. And his friends in high school were DJing. Uh, and they, uh, his friends saw me in the crowd, they brought me up on stage. <laughs> and they were like teaching me how to DJ in front of like 700 kids. And it was like the greatest feeling I've ever felt in my entire <laughs> life being like on stage in front of people, like controlling what they do or feel like with music was the single greatest feeling I ever had felt in my entire life. So I just like knew I had to do it. So the next year I bought a, like a DJ controller and DJed my middle school dance in eighth grade with my buddy, Andrew, uh, which I, we, we, me and my buddy, Andrew, we still talk about that day that we DJ that middle school dance it was like, it, we hit our prime. Like that was our prime, like <laughs> that best was day peak. of our lives. We had like six girls on stage with us. We were just fist pumping all night. We were 13 year old kids. We didn't know what life was, but like we had like, it was the best day of our lives. So um, from there, uh, you know, I, we would keep DJing these middle school dances or sweet 16s, bar mitzvahs, holiday parties, whatever. And we were like 13 and 14 and people were like, who the hell are these teenagers <laughs> DJing our parties? But uh, I realized that I didn't really want to do like Sweet 16s and Bar Mitzvahs anymore. And I wanted to do like real gigs that meant something like, uh, you know, clubs and other places, which is funny because I was like, you know, 14 years old. But uh, I knew that to do that, I would have to make my own music. Yep. Uh, so I started learning how to produce. Um, and so, you know, my parents got me a laptop and they got me the software on there. And I spent like two years making horrible music. I still don't think I make great music, but I spent like two years making just, can I curse? Is that allowed? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent two years making dog shit. Uh, and um, it was fun because I was a kid and I was learning how to make music and yeah. also hard because I kept like, you know, watching YouTube videos of all these big DJs, like being better than me. Um, but eventually I got to the point when I was 16 and I put my first song out on SoundCloud. Uh, it was called In My Head and it uh, did really well. Got like 200,000 streams in a couple months. Wow. And this European dance label called Garuda reached out and they wanted to sign my record, um, which I thought was the coolest thing as like a 16 year old kid. Yeah. Um, so I did that and then, you know, I kept making music throughout the rest of high school and then senior year, 
I um, of high school, I put out the song "Only Smoke Cigs on the Weekend," which is now my biggest song, most known song, um, which I love that people like it. Uh, and <laughs> so I put that out senior year of high school. Ended up going to USC in the first year of USC, and my buddy Luke set me up with my now label R and R Digital, who uh, signed me, and um, that's kind of the basics. I, that was a lot. That was a lot. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of the. I hope that answered your question a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. See, I like the long form questions because then I can get a lot of information. I can. I you can just got a lot. You got a lot of information. I'm gonna grab my computer charger. Yeah. So my main question after that is. <laughs> what what made you think that the the song you posted on soundcloud that first song mm-hmm. what made that one good enough to post versus everything else you had created beforehand i have no idea <laughs> I, I mean like i was a 16 year old kid so i was just like i remember when i posted it i woke up i know my brother and i had gone to like a concert the day before i posted it and i was like really inspired and I was looking through like my private uh, like songs on SoundCloud. Like you can upload like private songs, so I could mm-hmm. like send them to friends and stuff without having other people be able to find them. <laughs> and um, I was inspired by that sh- that concert my brother and I went to the day before that. And I was just like, I should just post this and see what happens. Um, so I put it out, and it just it seemed to do well. And it was like a pretty basic, just like future based like EDM song, um, and it did well so what what genre do you say you fall into um i typically people ask me a lot i typically say like indie dance music like mm-hmm. indie electronic i think my uh you know previously a couple years ago you probably could have said it was like kind of future based type music but uh i think now it's evolved a little bit i think it's like has a great mix of like indie type you know vibe with some guitars and real drums but also has like that edm type like you know, bump in the drop and like people can dance to it a little bit and get a little rowdy if they want. Um, so I like to say like indie electronic, but um, it can fall into a lot of difference. It's pretty pop too. I know. Yeah. I think, so, I think it's pretty pop on Spotify. <laughs> so what sorts of bands or DJs or even just things in the world inspire you to create the music that you do? A lot. I mean, other people... And other people's music and other people's content, I think, is the biggest thing that inspires me. And uh, as far as music, you know, I think it's funny. Uh, I don't really listen to EDM. I don't really listen to, like, any type of electronic music. Um, just, I, I just, it's, like, not, I, I don't know. There's something about it. I don't really listen to it. Um, but I listen to a lot of, like, alternative rock and a lot of just, like, classic rock. That's probably my, like, biggest thing I listen to. So, like... Beatles, the Chili Peppers, Chili Peppers is my favorite band. Um, the 1975, they wouldn't really fall on the classic rock, but the 1975 is probably one of my biggest inspirations. Um, so definitely more like, I, I think it was like more real music almost, just like, you know, guitars, drums, bass, like vocals, like very simple, just, uh, I'm sorry, um, very simple, just, um, that's kind of what I love, just like really good written songs. That's what inspires me. When you sit down to write your music, well, first of all, do you uh, give yourself a time each day where you want to write something down, or is it more laid back for you like, oh, shit, that's a good idea. I better write that down, Mm -hmm. and then you just start going right into it. How does that process work for you? It depends. It's always changing. I think there's definitely a lot of times when, uh, you know, I'll be sitting in my car at a red light and a line will pop into my head or like a melody or something. I'll be like, Ooh, we got something like let's <laughs> Let's like turn the car around and get home and go make that. Or like I'll be in the shower. But, uh, I would say probably every day I, I do something for at least like an hour, whether that's, I mean, I do always do something musical, whether that's like creating something new or just like practicing guitar. Um, and almost every day, like I'm trying to make, like produce something, you know, whether I'll sit down and be like, I'm going to produce some like EDM thing or like, let's pick up the guitar and just record a new guitar part or something. Every day I'm pretty much doing something. How much of the music you create each day would you say will never like see the light of day? Do you create a lot of stuff that 
you don't really like and then just every once in a while you get something that's like really good and you focus on that how does that process work for you? i have like a one percent rule which is that like one percent of everything i make will get released so i would say like <laughs> a solid 99 percent of everything i make will never be released like i have i think i have like 500 unreleased like songs and ideas like in my soundcloud <laughs> like private like my private soundcloud links alone and then just like unfinished like ableton project files probably like over a thousand like i just and then like even like like my voice memos with like all the, like the songs i write just like my voice and acoustic guitar there's probably you know 80 to 100 of those so there's like a lot of music that'll never be heard <laughs> is uh, that is that sorry to interrupt is that no, tough no. for you to like to know that only one percent of everything you create will be released or is it kind of that the motivating thing like oh maybe this will be the one <laughs> a little it's a, it's a funny it's like a little game um <laughs> but i think the main like idea behind it is that it's like i don't think of every song when i'm gonna make it like oh this is gonna be like sick like a million people are gonna listen to this i just like i genuinely like sit in my bed and i love the idea of like just picking up my guitar writing a song or like i need to write a song to get a certain feeling out or uh i mean there's like just something with my guitar or my computer that's always calling me to do something and I can never like just not do it. So I think it's more about needing to do it like an addiction while also uh, it's like practice too. You know, you have to practice what you want to do. And I think writing a lot and making a lot is amazing for when you get that really good idea that's definitely going to come out because that will help you kind of finish that because then like I'm always pulling ideas like oh from that thing I did like last week I could do like this thing in here and like I just kind of steal from myself a lot as I am making these like songs <laughs> do you think there's this might be a tough question for you but mm -hmm. do you think there's something specific about those songs that do make it is there a certain topic that you're singing about or a certain mm -hmm. like way you're playing the music do you think there's something about the songs that are released that the other ones just don't have or is it just a, a random feeling in your gut it's an interesting question um i think it's just like the uh intangible innate feeling that you can't put a finger on mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's just you feel it you, you feel in your gut when it's a good one uh, and you feel it in your gut when it's a bad one, but you got to get all the bad ones out to get to the good ones. Uh, I think it's just like that, that feeling like, you know, you really didn't know. I, I heard some interesting, it was a guy, I always forget their names when I bring this stuff up, but he, it might've been Seth Godin. He's like a marketer and he has his own blog, mm -hmm. but he said the ones that tend to work the best, the best writing is when you have like a physical reaction to it while you're writing, whether mm -hmm. that be like a, oh, like you <laughs> verbally say something or like yeah. you start clapping, like something like yeah, yeah. the energy is just somehow released. Like, do you, do you think you feel something like that when it is that song? I, I'm like a freak when I'm making music. <laughs> like I'm like, I feel like I turn into a different person, but like, not really turning into a different person. I'm pretty like eccentric dude in the, in the start, I think. But like, if I make something good, uh, I'm like, I'm hitting the table. I'm up in my room. I'm like dancing around. I'll act like I'm, I'll act like I'm at a concert playing that song. Like I, like you, you can feel it. And like, I would say pretty much every like good song that good song, every song that I think I made that would get released at one point, I like stood up, walked around the room and put my hand in the air. Like I was playing in concert. And like, that was, that's like the sure sign that it hopefully will be a good one. So you're living out in LA now. Are you living yes. by yourself or are you living with family, friends? I live uh, with my buddy Colin, who is my best friend from high school. Um, so it's a great situation. He's the, uh, I feel very lucky to have him live here with me um, just because uh, he's like my best friend. We've been best friends for like, you know, seven, eight years. And uh, he's like my brother at this point. So it's really nice to have him out here. <laughs> Does uh, does he think you're crazy when you start doing the walking around well, the room with the hand? I, I mean, he thinks I'm. I think he thinks I'm crazy in the pretty general sense, but especially when I'm uh, running around. I think he gets it now, though. I think he's like, you know, 
<laughs> let him be. Let it's, it's, I just don't. This time, yeah, Hope is gonna do it. There's no stopping him. <laughs> That's funny. So, what what made you decide to make that transition from Philadelphia out to LA? It's just, uh, you know, it's like the uh, musical. Like, I think of it as like the pop music capital of the world almost right now. I think it's, um, you know, it's where everything's happening. It's where everybody is for the most part. Uh, I think there's an incredible creative and uh, inspiring energy around LA um, that is another thing that's hard to put a finger on, but I think there's just a really good energy out here for creatives. And whenever you're at a party, you're meeting other creatives who are also songwriters or people who work in the music business or um, there's just like always something going on as well. I think it's a great city. It's always warm. Yeah, which is, re- which is really cool. I I love that, and the palm trees are nice. Um, the weather is nice, and the people are good. So I, I like it out here for that reason. Do you know uh, Holden Miller and Bryce Waitkiss? I have, of course, yeah. I know Holden's one of my very close friends. I don't know Bryce as well. I know they live together, um, but Holden's one of my very good friends. Yeah, those were the past two guests I had on the show. So we got we got three LA boys on the show. Wow. <laughs> Holden's kind of a bore. Were you okay getting through that? <laughs> oh, he was good. He was good. No? He was fine. All right. No, <laughs> All he did was guy. eat a tomato the entire time. Well, that was kind <laughs> of. <weird. laughs> that sounds like him. I know he loves tomatoes. Uh, I'm. Uh, he's a really good kid. We've had yeah. a. We have a blast. We play basketball a lot together. That's like our workout. Is we'll just go to the to the courts and play some basketball. But he's an amazing kid and an amazing musician. Uh, yeah. And we actually, um, he brought a song to me. Uh, a couple months ago to produce so i just produced one of uh his songs that i hopefully will be coming out i'm probably not allowed to say that but uh <laughs> i did just produce uh, one of holden's songs and hopefully it'll get out there into the world very cool so yeah. what are um what are some of your short-term and long-term goals for your music career <sighs> um or your That's life in general to be honest yeah i mean long-term goal i just want to be a rock star uh <laughs> which sounds so douchey, but it's also very true. And I try not to be afraid of that. I, there's, I at the point where I feel like music's like the only thing I know how to do in a certain mm-hmm. sense, but I love that. And it's, um, it's like the most comforting thing I have in my life. So long-term I would just want to be able to kind of do music successfully. I think, um, it's just like really special to me. So I'd like that to be the kind of long-term goal. And, uh, I'm very scared of the fact of a life not being able to do that. Yeah. Um, but short term, I think, is to have my new song that just put out do well, hopefully. Uh, you know, having a song in the public eye is an interesting thing and a little nerve wracking <laughs> thing. So uh, I've gotten some good responses, which I'm happy about. And another short term is just to play some shows. I've been itching to play some more shows. I love being out on stage. So I'm hoping that uh, comes soon. Is um the most recent one's high school, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I know your Instagram bio is uh, if it hits a hundred thousand in the first <laughs> month, you'll get a mullet. I know. I think I I listened to it today. I think it was at almost fifteen thousand. Yeah, so definitely, definitely not bad. You just it, released it. A, I think a it's. Bit uh, I think it's at like, uh almost 20k at this point right now so i'm actually getting scared uh i said the mullet thing as a joke um now obviously if it hits it then i'll be both happy and disappointed because i love my hair where it's at right now uh but you know i'm a man of my word so i'll have to i'll have to do it it grows Uh, back don't worry yeah that's what that's what they say you never really know yeah what if that's the time where your body's just like nah i'm done with this is it this is like this we're cutting you off buddy like you you fucking disrespected us with this mullet thing and now you're done i can see that happening i'll keep you updated on that yeah, I'll be I'll be expecting a photo like oh shit, I had to do it like a video of you shaving your head. It would be great if it was like ninety nine k, like day yeah. like day of ninety nine k, and then I could just <laughs> and then I'll just be like be happy both ways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 doing well, and I'm happy it's out, and I love the song, and it's been in the making for a long, long time. So I'm just happy to have it out. What do you think your ideal? life would be as it surrounds a music career like because you don't 
well, this is me personally. I don't ever want my creative uh, pursuit to be like the only thing I focus on. Like I want to be able mm-hmm. to take a step back every once in a while. Right. That may be different for you. So what do you think would be ideal? Uh, just to have a sustainable music career, I guess. I mean, I, I think everybody always has that human nature thing where they turn the thing they love into their job and then start to hate the thing they love, yeah. um, which I know a lot of people in the music business have had. I have not had that yet. I really don't plan on having that. Maybe I will. You never know. But like, uh, I just enjoy being able to pick up a guitar every day and play music. Um, and I think long term to sustainably be able to do that while hopefully maintaining, you know, a healthy mental life and uh, physical life would be the ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully have a family, maybe <laughs> if, if we make it there, uh, <laughs> you never really know. Um, but yeah, that's probably the ideal long term thing. So what are you doing now to make sure you don't overwork yourself and like make sure that your mental stability is in check? Like, do you have any healthy habits that you feel work really well for you? No, I, I actually have a lot of unhealthy habits that okay. I'm trying to break. Um, but I, I, like, I would love to sit here and lie to you and say like I read every night before I go to sleep or like wake up and do 10 push-ups, uh, but I don't. Um, and I'd say the healthiest habits that I have are going and playing basketball like four times a week, uh, which is pretty disturbing as like a human being, but I like it. <laughs> I mean... It's something. Uh, as far as overworking myself, uh, I would say I keep a pretty good balance of, of work and, and play. And I feel like I always get the things I need to get done. And um, I never try to think of making music or the idea of being creative as like, I need, to, like, you need to do this right now, you know? Um, which, you know makes it easy to do it whenever I want and whenever I feel like I have to Mm -hmm. or need to or want to, Um, which, I mean, I'm still making music every day. So, like, there's not really a day that goes by without me making music, but that's not because I feel like I have to. It's just because I really want to. Um, But, yeah. So, to start transitioning more into the practical side of things, Uh um, do you have a job outside of music? I I work part-time for a... uh, chocolate milk company just to help my brother out okay uh and but other than that no i'm just doing music full-time pretty much (laughs) you drink a lot Uh, of chocolate milk then no not really although their chocolate milk is good it's called (laughs) slate and it's really healthy and it's uh you know like keto friendly and uh you know dairy free or lactose free not dairy free they're gonna gonna get fired (laughs) my brother's gonna fire me um but it's called slate it's great um but I'm sorry. What was the question I got? I got sidetracked. <laughs> Just like what you're doing outside of music to support mm-hmm. yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean I'm I pretty much only doing music. Um, like I said, I'm just helping my brother out. And besides that, it's just all music. And uh, you know, I'm very blessed to uh, have a record label. That's an awesome record label that supports me. And uh, you know, I. I play some shows and I do some DJ gigs to support myself and, uh, you know, thank God my songs do well enough to also help support myself a little bit. Um, and I'm just hoping to keep that going because <laughs> I, I'm so scared of having a job, uh, yeah. like a real job. It's like the most scary thing <laughs> in my entire life. Uh, I think the last job I had was like Dick Sporting Goods three years ago and I lasted like six shifts. um like two weeks maybe oh wow uh but hey i was the head of the golf department by the end of those two (laughs) weeks but i just it i just can't it's tough it's tough (laughs) for me to do that i I don't know why um but yeah yeah i'm in i'm in a similar boat i i hate the idea of a nine to five um Mm -hmm. i'm currently i'm currently uh quote unquote retired as i tell my friends nice yeah i was working at a my family's ice cream shop over the summer. We closed for the season. Uh-huh. And then I was like, maybe I could just not do anything and I'll just do art and the podcast and the blog. Wouldn't that be great? So somehow I've lasted, 
I think almost two months now. <laughs> but I it sounds like you figured it out. <laughs> we're getting close to the the end the end of my bank account. So <laughs> I mean, I was I'm living I'm was living I'm living the, we're living similar lives right now. Uh, I mean, I my friends always used to make fun of me like a year ago. They said I live like a retired sixty year old man because <laughs> I would like wake up, go play golf every day, and then. Uh, like make music for the rest of the day. And that was kind of it. And then I'd go out with my friends at night. Um, and it's a good life. Well, where are you from? Where's the ice cream shop? I'm in uh, Rochester, New York. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. So Hell very yeah. cold here. Unlike LA. Unfortunately. I, hear, I feel that man. I was just <laughs> back in Philly a couple of weeks ago. And it's brutal. It's so brutal. It really is. I got a worst thing. Ever. I'm, I'm trying to make friends in all the different States. So uh-huh. if I ever want to get the hell out of here, I can go. So now I have at least Holden and Bryce, and then hopefully yeah. we can get together if I'm ever out there. Absolutely, man. You always <laughs> just hit me up and let me know you're out here. Uh, so, oh, shit, what was I going to ask? Oh, so to kind of touch more on this, um, mm-hmm. what sort of sacrifices have you had to make in order to uh, make music as much and as often as you do now? Um sacrifices i think a lot of the sacrifices came earlier in my life uh as i don't know if they're really i never looked at them as sacrifices i think now when i look can look at them retrospectively they seem like sacrifices but at the time it was just like what i wanted to do um which was like you know staying in friday and saturday nights because i just wanted to make music or just play music or practice um or you know, missing parties or whatever because I had the DJ gig or stuff or because I was playing guitar and singing at a bar. I think, I mean, those were like social sacrifices, I guess, but um, I don't know if I've had to make crazy sacrifice. I mean, moving to LA is, or being in LA is a little bit of a sacrifice sometimes because I feel like I'm sacrificing a lot of great family time mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, could be living in Philadelphia and being with my family. But, uh, you know, we all try to look at it like I'm doing what I love uh and you know chasing dreams and uh getting after it but uh i wouldn't say i've it never really feels like i've had to sacrifice much to do music just feels like the right thing to do Mm -hmm. so when you did make the decision to move out to la Mm -hmm. did you have a lot of people specifically i guess family trying to talk you out of it or was your family pretty your parents did buy you the laptop and the software so i'm assuming they were okay with the idea but did anyone back in philadelphia try to convince you not to do it or to be more rational and get a nine to five (laughs) no i mean my my parents are the most supportive people in my life uh definitely on the music front which i think is i feel the most blessed at like it feels like the luckiest thing in the entire world that they're they're like that um but they will support me in whatever way they can and they are you know, constantly telling me how proud they am of me and what I'm doing, which I feel very blessed about. Um, and I think my dad was the one that had the idea for me to come to LA in the first place because <laughs> I initially came to LA because I was going to USC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my dad walked into my room one day and woke me up before high school one day and he was like, Hey dude, we're going out to LA. We're going to check out USC. Like, I really think you should go there. And I was like, what dude? Like, no way. Uh, and I, we went and I loved it and I applied and I got in. Um, so I think he kind of spearheaded that whole thing. Uh, he's great like that. He's great with ideas and he's great with uh, making them happen. So uh, whenever something gets in his head, you always got to be worried because you know it's probably <laughs> going to happen. Um, but so he like kind of put the USC thing on me and I loved it. Um, and then, you know, as far as you know, taking leaves of absences from USC and like staying out in LA, they've been completely supportive and just, you know, are happy to have me keep doing my thing. And they think it's the right thing. Uh, and they I know they believe in me more than anyone, which I feel very blessed about. And I know it's probably tough for you to speak on it, but mm-hmm. do you think if it had been different, if a lot of people had told you like, Maybe you should just follow the conventional path. Do you think you'd still be where you are now? Uh, probably. I don't, I never really gave any, I mean, there are definitely people that told me like, you're going to do what? Uh, <laughs> I don't really give a fuck about them. Uh, <laughs> because I don't know. I have, I have 
a little bit of confidence uh, in what I can do. I, I think I feel really good about it. And yeah. I typically feel good with my abilities sometimes, despite how insecure I am. Uh, I, you know, feel good about the music thing. And there was never really any doubt in my mind that I would not be doing music. I know like one time in uh, like freshman year of high school, uh, I've, I've known what I, this is a side note, but I've known what I wanted to do since I was like 12 years old okay. and it's exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And I was like in freshman year and in high school and I had like parent teacher conferences, which my parents made me go to, <laughs> like my parents made me go to all my parent teacher conferences, but I was sitting in this parent teacher conference, my parents and my science teacher. Uh, and he was like, what do you, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, oh, like, I want to be a musician and i want to be like a big time musician and he was like oh okay and he turned to my parents and he was like you know it's probably just a phase like you know you're gonna have to like do something real with your life uh and he said that to me and i was like dude what like i, I don't think you understand like how much i'm going to do this um so there definitely been people that have been i guess negative but not really i mean i feel like generally you're like people were very supportive of me and i feel very blessed about that like it's pretty hard to imagine the times when somebody said they didn't think that i could do it um and then maybe that's just me being a douchebag but i think it's uh i just think i've had a really incredible support system for my whole entire life so you say you're insecure about your music do you not really like what you produce or like how, how does it feel when you do release a song and there's so much support behind it and people saying all these great things about it. Uh, it's interesting. I, I mean, I typically do like my music to an extent. Um, I think it's a little emotionless, emotionless, whatever the word for would be for lack of emotion. I think it's that <laughs> a little bit sometimes. And I think that's just because I'm, you know, making like pop EDM music, which mm -hmm. I think, tends to lack a little bit of emotion which i think music has so much of so i think it hurts me a little bit to make music that i feel lacks that sometimes but at the same time i think people get great feelings from my music which i think is why it seems to do well um and i know i've gotten some incredible dms from people a lot about just like my music helping them through a bad time or uh you know things along the lines of that and which I think helps me kind of keep going on the path I'm going as far as making that type of music. But I generally like my music to a certain extent. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's also tough to judge your song when you've heard it thousands of times yeah. and like worked on it for months and years and heard <laughs> it a billion times. It's like a pretty clouded judgment system. <laughs> um, so you're in a little bit of a different spot than a lot of especially musicians that i interview because a lot of the time they're not quite making much or any money off of mm -hmm. what they're creating right what do you think your main motivator is to continue creating as you reach that point where you like have the ideal life do you think it's just your love of the the craft or what do you think it is specifically that drives you yeah, I don't know if I really have a choice around it. Uh, I like it's just what I love to do and what I feel like I need to do to a certain extent, which sounds so like art artisty, which is <laughs> like disgusting to sound like. Uh, but it sounds like a, a like fucking high fashion, like posh. But uh, I just love making what I make, uh, and I have so much fun with it. And I, it's hard to imagine not doing that. And I think the main thing that's fun for me is just consistently trying to make something new and new sounding and uh i think at the end of the day it's probably the idea of a creative person is just somebody who consistently wants to ideally push the boundaries of what art is which i wouldn't say i'm necessarily doing right now with what i'm putting out but uh i do enjoy it mm -hmm. uh and i'm having a blast with it and do I you was, yeah, do you sorry. think i didn't um, have anything else to say. okay do you I'm think pressured. um you'll well, are you someone who feels like they need to stay in the same genre? Or are you open to just trying new things and seeing what you like? Just trying to figure out 
what works best for you. Very open, very open. I mean, I make a ton of music and a ton of different types of music. Um, the walkabout project is just a certain type of music. And I made, you know, a lot. I mean, the song I made for Holden is like, uh, kind of like alt pop, a lot of guitars, a lot of drums, like really just good song. Um, you know, no like synths really or anything, just like kind of a real straight down the line, like song. Um, so like I make a lot of music, um, and I am always trying new things and, you know, I write songs and the people who I idolize are great songwriters and great guitar players. And, uh, you know, I think that there's, you know, being in, being a creative, I guess I'm blessed and cursed to always be trying new things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, there's just a lot of music that I do make. Yeah. And what's your relationship with social media? How are you trying to grow your own brand and spread your music? Uh, it's tough, man. It's really, it's tough. It's tough as hell. Uh, it, it's up and down. Um, I fucking hate my phone a lot of the times, but also I'm on it for a couple hours every day, which is just tough to get away from. Yeah. Um, I think the social media thing is tough because you want to do it and you want to do it to the full extent because you feel like you need to, and you feel like that's how people get a lot of attention and you know get the things that we as uh you know beginning musicians want uh one is tough to be consistent with it and uh two i think you have to lack a certain amount of uh what's the word how do you say it in english um <laughs> i i can't think of it uh <laughs> You just have to like, you have to be able to really put yourself out there and not care what other people think. And I think I probably care what other people think a little too much to really go the full distance with like TikTok and, and Instagram and everything to really just be like, hey guys, like, ah. <laughs> uh, which is tough, really tough for me to do. Um, and it's, it's tough. It's really tough. I wish, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, wish I was better at it. Um, it is tough. It is, but I lo I like posting. I like the attention I get from it. Uh, there are definitely some times where I can shamelessly say I've been like sitting alone in my room at night and be like, "Wow, I need some attention right now." And then I'll post <laughs> just so people can, you know, like and comment and make me feel good, uh, which is probably a <laughs> probably a deeper issue than we need to get into right now. Um, but it's you know, yeah, that's pretty much straight down the line how I feel about it. So. What um for someone who's looking to pursue some sort of creative mm -hmm. passion like music or art or whatever it might be, what do you think the best way is for them to start pursuing that? Like, mm. do you think there's um, a surefire way for everybody, or like, what do you feel about that? No, I mean, I think the thing about the music business is it's different every time. You can't really nail it down to anything. Um, you know, when we were at USC, we'd always have people come in and tell us stories about how they kind of made it doing what they're doing right now. And, you know, we'd hear from A&Rs or music lawyers, musicians, uh, and everybody had a different story to how they got there. Um, and, I mean, depending on what you want to do, I think you just need to start doing. Uh, I'll preface the rest of everything I say with, I would say I'm no expert on this. And... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's tough to imagine me giving advice to anybody. <laughs> um, but it, you know, you have to start doing, I guess. And I think the thing that I've found the most with people who are successful, whether creatives or people who work in the business is they've found a way to make themselves indispensable, which I think if you can make yourself indispensable, then you're, uh, almost immortal in what you want to do. So to start wrapping stuff up a little bit, what yeah. what's the most recent music you've released? What should people be on the lookout for in the future? And where can people find you on social media and stuff? Yeah, so uh, my recent song I put out, it's called High School. I put it out last Friday. Um, it's a song that will change your life. Uh, and 
you probably will listen listen to it and think, oh my God, how how could I have lived the life that I was living <laughs> before listening to it? Uh, and you're going to like it a lot if you listen to it. Uh, you can find me at Walkabout Music on every social media app. And then as far as what's coming, who really knows? I don't. Uh, I can't tell the future. I hope I'll have a song coming out in January. Hopefully a little follow-up to high school. Um, I may be getting a mullet on December like 4th. Uh, <laughs> ideally, ideally, I won't have to, but I could possibly. So definitely keep a lookout for that. And then... Yeah, I really was hopefully. I think I'm just gonna release a couple more songs. I kind of January, February, ideally, and uh, maybe a couple of music videos, and hopefully a couple of shows. Um, but I'm just gonna kind of keep rocking and rolling down the uh, down the line, and I feel like I'm, you know, I'm doing good mentally. I've been doing great. Thank you, everybody, for wondering. Uh, well, sometimes I think the mental thing is a, is an up and down battle. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the the update. What a what a way to start 2022 shaving your head. I honestly think you should just do it do it no matter what. <laughs> I'm definitely not doing it no matter what. This this I've worked I worked on this hair too long for it to just cut it off like that. I have thought about getting a buzz cut for sure. Yeah. Um just being like that art boy that gets a buzz cut and I've like, done that a few times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cuz I've never had a buzz cut in my life. I never you know, like I always was friends in, with the kids in high school or the kids in like elementary school who they just like have hair and then walk in the next day and with a buzz cut and they'd be like, yeah, my parents made me buzz my hair off. Like, <laughs> I don't know what fucking world you're living in, but I'm not getting a goddamn buzz cut. Uh, so I've thought about doing that, but I think I have like a weirdly shaped head and I wouldn't want to expose that. Um, it's one of my insecurities. So we'll, we'll see about that. I worked very hard for this COVID hair. Um, to be honest, I feel like, do you, you kind of look like Stephen Amell, and I feel like if you shaved your head, you would look even more like him. He's the Green Arrow. Who's that? Who? He's Green Arrow. He's a DC superhero. Stephen Amell? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, he's a good-looking guy. I'll yeah. take that. With the I'll facial hair. And then wow. If you were he's to a great-looking dude. Yeah, if you were to buzz your head and then just do the salmon letter uh, 150 times a day, then you would be ripped, and you'd be Stephen yeah. Amell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is, he's a green arrow. Yeah, he's shooting arrows. Oh yeah, kills. People. I uh, I've been watching Hawkeye on Disney Ooh. Plus. Yeah, that's a good show. Are you caught he's up been... on all the all the Marvel stuff? Uh, a little bit. I watched Loki. Watch hockey. Hockey. I watched Loki. Watched Hawkeye. Uh, up to wherever it's at. I just watched an episode before we hopped on. Um, I have not watched Black Widow. Okay. I did not watch um falcon winter soldier is yeah. it falcon and winter soldier yeah did not watch that didn't really get into it first episode kind of didn't do it for me yeah uh watch wandavision i'm on that one now not fire oh You're not a fan not yet i've only watched the first episode oh so. yeah you need like two episodes to get okay. into it it's, right. it's it's fire okay it is fucking <laughs> great television <laughs> uh you'll you'll love it i watched it in like a day i think okay first episode's like you don't get what's going on yeah it is pretty weird they <laughs> they kind of blue ball you a little bit on the first yeah. episode but you got you'll get through <laughs> it um i think i'm i mean like fairly caught i think i'm pretty sure like what's going on in like the whole world uh are you a big marvel guy you like marvel oh yeah i'm i think i'm pretty much caught up on everything i've definitely seen all the movies uh -huh. that have been released Yep. Waiting for Spider-Man. Can't freaking wait. <laughs> uh, Can't wait. When is Is that Christmas? Is that coming that soon? 17th or? of December. Oh, that's coming really soon. Yeah. Do you I know if that's going to be on Disney Plus right away, or is that going to be like I, a... I a doubt it. Thing? I feel like they're going to try and make as much money as it off it from as they can, so they'll probably put it in theaters. Got it. We'll see. That blows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really... I'm not a big theater guy. No, not it's anymore. Not really my thing. Yeah, it's also expensive, and it's I'm not so gonna expensive. I'm not gonna pay eleven dollars for some M and M's and no. like you know <laughs> like twenty bucks for a ticket. Uh, it's sometimes a nice experience, but then you're just like with people, and I can't like stop the movie if I want to go to the bathroom. It's just not a or talk to people. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you know, sometimes you're sitting with your friends, you gotta ask questions. You wanna? <laughs> Are you a question asker when you when you watch movies? Oh That's no, a bit, I'm no. the. 
if people always ask me questions. I'm like, we're watching the same movie. I don't have yeah. the answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you the person that yells at the person asking the question? Is that you? Or are you like the sometimes? Dick? Sometimes, if it's being, if they're too much, I'm like, hey, can you shut the hell up? Yeah. We're in the same spot right now. I don't know yeah. what's going on either. I definitely have friends that are like, uh, <laughs> they're like the yappers. I'm like, brother, come on, we're That's watching. You, we're we're watching. You got to put the subtitles on. For, for those me people. and my roommate, we always get into it about phone movie watchers we mm. can't stand there's like we like i get it like go on your phone a little bit during the movie like so you got to text someone you know you're talking to fucking girlfriend boyfriend whatever you're doing like you're just on your phone doing it uh but the people that are just like scrolling through instagram <laughs> watching the movie we always talk about because we're watching a movie with someone and they're scrolling through instagram we give each other a look like they're God damn it. They're <laughs> so, so deprived of dopamine that they have to be overstimulated constantly. It's it's the worst because like you just want to be in the movie. I'm gonna be like obviously I'm watching Netflix sometimes and I'll like pull something up on the phone. But if I'm watching a movie, I want to be like in yeah, I want to be in the action. <laughs> uh but it's been did you watch Dune? I have not yet. I t- I tried to read the book twice and I stopped on the same page both times. <laughs> no way. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I, I can't read, so I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I would like to read the book, though, actually. It's pretty big. Um, I would like to read any book. I've been like trying to get after reading for a long time, and it's very tough for me. Uh, oh, yeah. But I've also been meaning to watch Dune. I hear it's, I hear it's incredible. My um, uh, my friend and I follow this list. It's the 1001 books to read before you die. Oh, fucking wear a helmet. Jesus. <laughs> it's the 1001 books to read before you die. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all fiction, so we're just working our way through that slowly but surely. Are you a reader? Are you oh, a yeah. standard reader? I read three of the books on the list last week. So Jesus. I, I crank them out. Yeah, Retired no. life, man. It's easy. <laughs> I mean, it's great. That's great for your brain. I wish I could do the same. And I've, I've been trying to get into reading. I heard that writers, somebody told me, one of my songwriting teachers told me, writers read, uh, which I thought was a great little bit, um, which I'd like to start getting after a little bit just because I, I do believe that and I know in the smaller amounts of time that I, I have read in the last couple you know months I've found some great stuff for my writing uh it's just like you gotta find the time you gotta be sitting not doing anything and then read a book and it's just it's you gotta kind of practice it I think I think yeah. it's a practice art there's um uh, my friend sent me a website where you can download literally any book that's ever been written for free on your laptop. No so shit. There's like no barrier to entry anymore. So I just, I'm like, oh, I'm going to read this book. Got it. And then I just start reading it. <laughs> How do you feel about reading it on a laptop? Does that, does that like de-romanticize the situation? Because I think there um, is something romantic about the, the I think book in the hand, the tangibility of it. I do enjoy holding the book, but I, I'm a, I like just getting it right away and mm-hmm. it is pretty easy to carry my laptop around and if i'm right. at work or something it's easy to just open it up and read it i can also read before bed turn the lights off and just have my laptop i don't need to like put a flashlight on my chest or anything to read the book mm-hmm. so there's definitely perks to both but yeah mm-hmm. i don't mind i'm just like i just want to read so i'll do it however i can <laughs> yeah no fair enough fair enough i think it's just i think the the idea of a real book very romantic. Yeah. Feels like you're in a rom com, <laughs> reading a book. Music playing overhead. Yeah, exactly. The background music coming through the. In Do you listen to music while you read? Are you a reader oh, type listener? I can't, unless it's like no, instrumental, like jazz, I can. No no lyrics. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, no. The, the, yeah. I mean, it's like doing homework. I could listen to like heavy, like EDM when I would do like math homework in high school. <laughs> Which I didn't do a lot. I'm not going to lie. I didn't do a ton of amount of homework, which uh, <laughs> my parents were not happy about. But uh, when I did, I was listening to something, typically. But it also made me do it longer because I had, was like focusing on the music. I know. It's, it's a mess. It's a mess that I get myself in. Jeez, um, oh that was a, quite the digression by us. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I just kind of started talking. Sometimes. No, we're good. It, it just connects us to the audience that much more so it's yeah, right do you do you want uh any last pieces of advice or any call outs anything you want to say before uh i ask you a little final on the spot question no i mean i feel pretty good definitely uh anyone's listening to this listen to 
high school and my other songs and uh ideally let me know if you hate them um <laughs> and help me get a mullet by december <laughs> or like january 4th um other than that i feel pretty solid what do you what's this what's this question should i be worried for this? so what do you think or who do you think is the most underrated band that people should be listening to right now wow or a musician or an artist if you want to point out an artist that people should see I have two. Okay. I don't know if she's necessarily underrated because she just announced that she's going on tour with Olivia Rodrigo. Mm. Um, but I would say Holly Humberstone is not known by enough people. She, uh, personally, I believe that she's like one of the best songwriters in music right now. Um, and I mean, that's on a smaller sense just because she's a little bit of a smaller artist. I mean, she's mm-hmm. much bigger than me, but she's a little bit of a smaller <laughs> artist as far as pop stars go. Um, and she's just fucking incredible. Okay. Like every, there's no skips throughout every one of the songs <laughs> she's ever put out. Um, and she's going on tour with Olivia Rodrigo, so yeah, it's very crazy. good for her. That's, that's crazy. Cool. She's a great <laughs> performer. She sounds amazing live. On like a bigger sense, um, probably in the 1975 okay. in a certain way. I think they, uh, I think they have a large audience and captivated have captivated a large audience, and, you know, have a huge reach. But I think a lot of people kind of turn their heads at them sometimes. It's just like a teenage girl band, which um, they're they're so great. They're a great band. They make amazing music. Um, yeah, or mustard. Dijon. Dijon's pretty underrated, I think. <laughs> the mustard. <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to Dijon. I'll listen. Music. I'll listen. Really I good. like. I like getting these recommendations because it's yeah. it's broadening my musical sense. I like no, pretty amazing. much everything. So sure, you know, Dijon just put out a record. Uh, it's a great record, um, and he's an amazing musician. Awesome. Yeah. Who do you think you're? Who's your biggest underrated artist? Oh right Jesus! Now? Well, now that I've been interviewing all these <laughs> awesome small musicians, I would definitely say right now it's Healer, Bryce, and. Uh, Holden Miller are my tops right now. I can't yeah. get enough of their music. And Holden just released Magnum Opus, so that's been on repeat. So yeah. I would say those two people, they only have no, like 4,000 listeners a month, which is like, how? How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, It's it doesn't really make too much sense. Um, but I know, uh, you know, Holden's got a lot of great stuff going on, and I think uh, yeah. soon it's probably all going to hit and the pieces are going to come together. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for him. He's a he's a great kid. I don't know Bryce as well. I know Bryce is a great kid. We've hung out a couple of times. Uh, I don't think I've listened to his music. I'll have to go listen. You know who's underrated? I think Harry Styles is underrated really? in a certain sense. <laughs> I because I I love Harry Styles. I I'm like almost I would almost call myself like a diehard Harry Styles <laughs> fan. Just in his music, like I fucking love his. I just think his his music's fucking incredible. I think he's underrated in like a real artist way. I think he's not underrated as a pop star. I think people are just like, okay, Harry Styles is one of the biggest people in the entire world. But I think as far as just like, I feel like for like a really great artist, you need dudes to be able to admit that you're great. Mm-hmm. And I think Harry can, Harry has every, every person ever, but I just like want like a really strong, like, toxic mat toxically masculine man to be like i fucking love harry styles (laughs) um and i think that's why he's underrated because i think his music's just so fucking good and like he's an incredible performer uh he should sell out a hundred thousand people in any stadium in the entire world uh and that's 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 where i'm at i just (laughs) If Harry sees this, he's going to think I'm a fucking weirdo now. Uh, but no, Harry's, Harry's great. I think he's Do you like Harry? I have not listened to much. I know some God One Direction, it, obviously. I'm sorry. Now I got to. I will. Yeah, I guess. We got to get 100,000 guys to sell out a Harry Styles show. Now that's the goal. I'm down, project. man. It's going to be a ripping show. Uh, 100,000 dudes in Harry Styles. Or, and have those same 100,000 people press play on high school. Yeah. Same time, yeah. yeah. We'll listen yeah. while we're in the audience. Yeah. That'd be great. Like everybody scan the QR code. Like go listen to this. Oh my god, really good, be really good. But you listen to Harry, listen to Harry, and then listen to Holly, 
Okay. And let me know what you think. Holly is <laughs> Holly's fucking incredible. I mean, Holly's right. special. Uh, and I have right, great, little, great. I got more homework. I thought I was done with. I have homework. a little crush on Holly. Oh well, well I don't want that. Now I'm gonna have to do it. I'll have a crush There's on her. Probably small crush on Holly. <laughs> now she's gonna think I'm weird. She won't see it. There's no way. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Uh, uh, but yeah, those are my underrated. <laughs> All right, Red. So thank you, great Des, time. for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Had an awesome time. Uh, yeah, come back anytime you want. I hope to see you live one day in L.A. with. Bryce and Holden and whoever else I meet in LA because that's the yeah. path we're going on right now. <laughs> Which I'm sure it's gonna be a lot, but I appreciate you having me on, man. It was a blast. Hope you had a good time. I had a great time. Um, appreciate everything, and uh, and we'll uh, talk soon. Let me know when you're uh, in the city of Angels, and we'll uh, get after something weird. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you to everyone who listened as well. Hope you have a great day. Peace out and good luck, everybody.